Well, hello, and welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. Hope you are all doing well. Krista's drinking some coffee tonight. Cup of coffee sounds good, <clears throat> to be honest. I, um, I drank my normal, you know, I'm back to, I, I have, um, I bought those coffee packs, which really allows me to get that nice, uh, fresh coffee every day, but I need to get, I need to get some white vinegar, uh, to run that through there and clean it out. But, um, oh, you never got your bedtime story? I'm sorry. Do you have a bedtime story you'd like me to read? I need to get like a, oh, I have like a perfect, um, thing I, I, I have to get. Um, if, remind me, Krista, I owe you a bedtime story. I really mean it. I owe you a bedtime story. Um, you will get a bedtime story. I promise. Yeah, coffee is delicious. I just love it. Seriously, I just love that coffee. Um, by the way, I know the schedule on the show has been a little weird lately. But we are supposed to get uh, more crazy weather again tomorrow and Friday. As a matter of fact, they're calling for flooding. So there's a potential that we're going to get flooding. Um, it's supposed to start raining, like heavy rain raining, sort of now and through the night. And then tomorrow, and with periods of it dropping down to freezing, which means you get that slush, ice, rain, water mix. Um, and so there's winter weather advise, uh, you know, advisories for that. It might be a big mess. I was thinking of going out with a buddy of mine for cigars tomorrow, but I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, given this weather stuff. Um, a friend of mine, he was like, he works at one of the Ford plants. He's like, I think I'm calling out. I don't think I'm going to go. Is the, the roads are going to be just such a fucking mess. So Black Cat isn't getting floods, just snow. The pictures you posted looked sunny. Didn't look like you guys were getting that much. So, I mean, we, we got bombarded with snow here, but then it was like 46 degrees or whatever today. So everything was melting, and, and like there's water all over. And so if that drops down to freezing, that just wrecks everything. Wrecks everything. Yeah. Krista says it's going to be 60 tomorrow, uh, some bike riding weather, and there's no babysitting till Monday. Oh, yeah, go for a nice bike ride. Shit, yeah, get some fresh air, get moving, get that good feel. Here's a, here's a cheers to you on that front. <sighs> Took that a week ago. That's fair. So, I don't know if any of you can notice who are watching the show live, but the title of the show is called Lights Part 1. And part of the reason why it's a part one is because we'll evolve this as time goes on. But an idea struck me yesterday during the show, and so I, I did it today. The vintage light bulb that I had I took that and put that out in my front porch. 
and put a different light bulb down here. Now this light bulb is not as bright as the one that I had yesterday. So yes, I still have the front light lighting me, which I think I can turn that down, but that feels a little too dark to me. Um, so I'm going to turn it back up. But maybe I'll adjust it so that it's a little less intense right in my head. Um, your bike doesn't have a motor. So get on your bed, motor scooter and ride. Uh, something it'll take all night. Two in the morning, we'll be feeling all right, all right, all right. Yeah, Montrose. Whatever happened to Montrose? Are they still, like, alive? But so, Black Cat, I know you were um, sort of talking about the lights. So, again, my question to you, Black Cat, is how is the light? Is it still too bright? Because if it is, I happen to have this dude that used to be on the front porch. What this allows me to do is basically dim that and control it through this little remote so that we can make it brighter and darker and also allows me to do things like this where if you wanted it to be a little warmer we can set this to be a yellow light and if we wanted to we could shift it over a little more towards red or we could do flat blue or green or flat red altogether. And if we also wanted to, we could make this thing do a whole color cycle so that we actually have uh, sort of rotating colored lights in the background, which I think is kind of cool. So, oh, why did this background change? You go back. Go back. I said no. So, I mean, this is kind of neat. I feel like this is kind of cool. Um, it allows this to give a little bit of brightness, uh, but also uh, is hopefully not as just bleedingly super ultra bright, bright, uh, bright light. Um, in terms of why, I wonder if it's this light that's in front of me. Maybe that's a little better or worse. It's hard to tell. Um, and I feel like it's also the camera probably trying to focus a little bit on some of the stuff that is, in fact, in the background. Um, but, yeah, this does allow me to sort of play around with this. And these light bulbs are neat. They're not super expensive. I know you can get the ones that are all smartphone, whatever, controlled. But I don't know if I really like that a whole lot. Um, the green one, I look like a tomato. I look like a weird tomato. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> Psycholos. Oh, no! <laughs> um, I kind of like this, like, you know, you can do sort of like a purple, you can do like a purple shift, right? Like, you go flat perp light. Total purple. Purple in the background. Now everything's purple. 
But I, but I, I don't necessarily like the idea of having everything in my house all Wi-Fi, smart, whatever, connected. Like, that just kind of gives me a little bit of some heebie-jeebies. And uh, what I think is neat about these remote lights is that you can actually get a bunch of these together and you can control several of the light bulbs through one remote. And it's supposed to be, I had thought, an RF remote. So you don't necessarily have to have it pointing directly at it. Um, but, you know, it is kind of cool. You can, like I say, you can turn it up and turn it down so you can make it uh, brighter, darker, however, you know, the case may be. I think really maybe it is this light that's in front of me. I feel like I, I, I need it on to keep color on my face. Otherwise, I look like I'm sitting in the look like I'm sitting in the sitting in the complete dark well I'll have to mess with that a little bit uh, maybe what I'll get is just get another one of them so that I have uh, sort of the ability to do that from the front like I could put that light like up here um, but I like these because if you want to have color like that and if you have like a living room, and you wanted to have the the lights, say, in your living room, uh, be moving. What is that? What is that that's showing up up there? What's that? What's that? Oh, that's the tag on my blanket. I don't like that. Um, but you could set up a whole bunch of these. And they're not expensive. I mean, you're talking, I think, a couple dollars for these bulbs. And I know, like, some of the like the Philips Hue or whatever, they have like a million different color combinations, which, I mean, it's kind of cool. But I like being able to have this remote. And so you can see from the remote, it has the ability to sort of do like a color wheel shift. You can basically set favorite colors so you can make it alternate. You can give it a strobe effect. You can do all sorts of different effects with it. And again, if you had all of your light bulbs like that in a the room, they were all from the same brand. You could just change them all using this remote. You could turn the lights up, down, you could change colors, do whatever you want. And I think that's kind of a neat idea. Um, I do still think that in a lot of cases, the LED strip lights, um, for putting them under cabinets and that sort of thing, uh, also does a very good job. Um, but... You know, those get a little difficult and unwieldy uh, depending on where you put them. And I think maybe here too, maybe this just needs to be a little closer. That might help it focus a little better on my on my face. But actually, I mean, I, I know while the light that's in front of me right now is a little, maybe a little bright and, and washes out some of my complexion a little bit. I feel like this actually isn't a bad brightness. At least the, the background isn't uh, so bright. Um, hopefully that's not hurting your eyes as much. I know that that little, that little white spot there, that's the tag. I think I'm going to change that because it's bothering me. So let's switch this around. This is supposed to be this way. So if we rotate that around... There, that's better. And then I'm going to close the perp door. Alright, now you don't have that bright spot. <clears throat> but fun to play with. I feel like I feel like mood lighting like, like that used to be sort of more of a, 
exclusive, super expensive movie sort of thing. Uh, Krista comments, apparently I'm not fat enough. The boyfriend got you a party size of chew... Oh, chewy chips ahoy. Chewy chips ahoy. Dunked in coffee is like the perfect snack. Oh my god, it's so good. I'd eat the whole package. I'd eat the whole package. But I actually think this is kind of cool because what it does is it makes the purple uh, of the walls that light sort of because the shelves are already purple that kind of gives it an easier tone um so i think for now i'm probably going to stick with sort of this uh kind of a color but you know if we're doing the spooky episodes you could do flickering stuff and all that sort of shit um but i know that this desk lamp i have to uh change this desk lamp because it it's too it's too much of a single bright bar of light uh, I think what I should do is put the maybe either up along the top, like if I did a strip up here. Oh, you're dipping them in your coffee. Yes. Live your best life. Live your best life. Enjoy. There's no reason not to. So good. Psycholos, how are you doing today, by the way? Psycholos, very nice gentleman. Always has some great streams. If you are interested in stopping by and seeing something a little bit different, I highly recommend him. Very nice fella. Um, but I used to be like sort of obsessed with the idea of colored lights because I like the I like having an ambient light on so that you don't smash your toes. But I don't like just a bright white light. Now it should be no surprise. I like horror movies. Right? In a lot of those horror movies, especially from the 80s, there was a lot of those, like, colored lights. Now, I'd imagine, back in that day, they didn't really have LEDs. And if you did, they were really expensive. And they certainly were not anywhere near as bright as the stuff they have now. Right? Um, Zykolos is doing super heroic, playing City of Heroes at the moment. It's a fun game to watch. It's it's real. It's entertaining. I was watching play that a little bit the other day. I'm hungry and thirsty too. Well, I don't get any cookies. Sad. <laughs> but they used to, and I imagine probably often still do, especially if you're in theater. Although I imagine even theater has probably changed, again, given the power of lights. But you used to have gels. So that was like a... I mean, I know you think about gel as like a wipey gel. But it was basically a translucent colored sheet that was able to stand up to the heat of those bright lights. And they usually were put in a frame. So there was usually like a little metal frame... And you'd slide the gel in front of it. <clears throat> Some of them had a thing where there was a button like ABC and it would slide the gels up and down so that if you're doing, again, doing like a theater play and you needed colored lights, you could use that to basically switch to different colors. But again, that was like specialized theater equipment. You had to get, um, you know, a spotlight like that with the frame set up to hold the frames 
and the gels were kind of expensive. And really they had, you know, sort of some of the basic colors. But if you wanted to get, say, like uh, a purple, often what they would do is just use a blue and a red and put one in front of the other. So then you'd have multi-bracket gels and all that sort of shit, right? Black Cat says, if I could quiet, I'm listening. I'm having this. Oh, so, so sleepy. Well, why don't you just doze off to the soft sound of my voice? And on today's Cigar Goyle Lounge podcast, we're just going to allow you to drift off and rest. Because it's been a hard day. And you deserve a good rest. But so I was always fascinated with that, right? Like gels. And when I used to work on AV crews, I used to see some of those. And I used to always think, like, well, how do you, though, but like if you're... But like if you're lower budget and you're not doing theater. And so <clears throat> I searched long and hard to find out what the, this thing was called. And I imagine if you've worked in a, in a shop, so Black Hat, you might be familiar with these. And Zykolos, maybe you're familiar with these. But they were called tube guards. And what they were is they were little, like, polycarbonate, thin little sleeves that you would put over fluorescent light tubes. And even outside of color, the reason why they would put those guards on is because if you were working in any sort of shop and there were pieces of things that might get shot around or whatever, if that hits one of those fluorescent tubes, you have a mess because the the material that's inside fluorescent tubes, you don't want to inhale that. It's kind of toxic, right? <laughs> that's what she said. It's basically a light condom. And seriously, it's like a light condom. The idea being that if you have a tube guard on a light like that and something hits the tube, it's contained inside the little tube guards and the shield. And typically that has two little black plastic end caps and those end caps allow you and are sized, much like the tube guards often, are sized for your different types of fluorescent light tubes. Which, if you aren't aware, fluorescent tubes come in a variety of sizes. I believe there's T12, T8, T4. And basically that's the, <laughs> it's the thickness of the tube. And I think in some cases the wattage, obviously, if you have a larger tube, you're going to get a whole ton more light, but they take up more room. And of course, you can get them, I believe, in anywhere from two to almost eight feet or something long. Like, you can get the large industrial fluorescent tubes. And so you have to imagine that tube is suspended between two metal brackets on the end, so it's under some pressure. So anything hits that, and those things shatter. When they shatter, they pop. So you get a tube guard. But then people sort of figured out, well, if you have this plastic tube guard and you're going to use the tube guard around a fluorescent light, what if you took some of the same technology that you used for the gels in theater lighting and you put it on the tube guard? Now you have the ability to have fluorescent lights that don't create a whole ton of heat and they're relatively inexpensive and you can color them. 
And because fluorescent lights, if you get an array, so say you have a ballast that has four bulbs, it's fairly easy to just turn two of them to turn them off. And so if you need variety of colors, there you go. Not the least of which is, if you have a couple ballasts and you put them on a board, you can use a single switch to turn some of them on, some of them off, and you have colored lights. Now, if you've done theater, camera, whatever, where fluorescent lights, because they're fluorescent, they tend to look kind of cold and fucked up or whatever. But if you hide them behind stuff, so you're not really looking at them, meaning you're reflecting the colored light off stuff, you can actually get a fair amount of colored ambience from those. So... I had got this idea that I wanted a neat looking industrial light fixture to put on the wall. I was always like, well, you could put lights like on the wall, but what if I wanted, so say I had a flat wall and I wanted to put a fluorescent light on the wall, almost like not in set in the ceiling, but so that you were looking at it. And I looked at things like, aliens and different sci-fi movies and I was like I'm pretty sure what they did or what they do rather is they take a regular fluorescent light fixture and they basically take the wiring and the guts out of one of those so that you have the ballast the wires and the two little end caps and you basically attach them to some sort of custom-built frame like a prison yeah like a pr like prison but often in prisons, they put those cages on top of the lights as well uh, for large objects, which you'll see a lot of those in like security areas too. It's the same sort of thing. You don't want people throwing stuff or having that light to get hit. It's even less like, you know, splinter cell or some guy's going to walk in with some suppressed firearm or something and shoot the lights out. It's more of to protect it against flying debris and just... Oh, guy came by in a forklift and he banged into it with some box or something and now you shattered it. Like, that's where they have those up there, right? Jaggedy Gaming, by the way, how are you doing? Always good to see you, sir. And so, let's go ahead and give Jaggedy Gaming also a shout-out so that you can uh, say hello to another fine fellow. But Jaggedy Gaming, as you can see, we are now in the perp room, the purple room. The shelves are painted purple. And we have a purple light on, which, even though that makes me a little bit pale and washed out because of the light that I have in front of me, it does uh, soften the rest of the light in the room so that that hopefully isn't too bright and glaring in that regard. Plus, you could, like it's not as shiny on the top of my shaved head. <laughs> ah, Jaggedy Gaming, you're the best, sir. Here's a cheers to you. So, I at one point uh, had a brief period of being unemployed. And so we were like, well, buddy of mine were like, let's try and build one of these. So we bought some pieces of metal and some brackets and we measured it all out. And we basically just used uh, some little screws and uh, some bolts and basically just took this metal frame was basically just pieces of square tubing and we spray painted it all a matte black using just some spray paint and I uh, did that out on my patio and so we're like okay uh, this actually is kind of working 
so we built a, um, you know, we built basically this industrial looking ballast, which was pretty cool. It was two black rails that came down with a brace at the top and the bottom. And that's where we put the uh, connectors. And so you could put the tube in. Jade Eames says, awesome. So no more sunglasses at night unless you're entertaining. Or you are Corey Hart. Or you are Corey Hart. It's one or the other. <laughs> you have to be... <laughs> you have to be a fan of 80s music to get that reference. So, at the time, to get these tube guards, was colored ones, were still kind of expensive, and you used to have to buy them in, like, bulk packs. So we decided to try another experiment. And so what we did is we took these clear tube guards, and we cut them into sections heated up some water and got a large metal pot and we tried to use writ dye to dye the plastic. Surprisingly enough, that actually kind of worked. Now it wasn't as dark and as uniform as we would have liked, but we did get sort of this neat aqua color. The only problem then being, well, now you have these tube guards cut into sections. So now how are we going to solve that problem? And the way we ended up solving it is by getting hose clamps and spray painting the hose clamps uh, also in the same matte black color so that once you put the uh, tube guards on the bulb, you could just lightly tighten the hose clamp. And because they were spray painted with this matte paint, they kind of sticked to the plastic, stuck to the plastic. So you actually had this neat light with these cool little... You know, the hose clamps were kind of cool because, you know, they have the holes in them. So, that actually was pretty neat. And I think, I I can't remember what I ended up, ha whatever ended up happening to those. I think I accidentally broke them or threw them away or whatever. But, that sort of a thing used to be fairly difficult uh, to sort of make and produce. And the thing is, geez, if you're going to do that now, I mean, you could more or less just use an LED light strip or even a rope light and just put it over a frame uh, and all you'd have to do is just get like the ones they sell now you can color change them again with a remote all you gotta do is just get a uh, one that changes with a remote like this and they're so inexpensive so playing around with some lighting to me is a lot in a way like playing around with painting and colors you know I, I, I know it can seem a little whatever and I know a lot of streamers you look at them now and they have all sorts of colored lights all over the place but it can be nice especially at night you know if you don't want to have something that is so bright that is you know ruining your night vision or makes you feel like you had somebody flash a camera in your eyes um getting some colored lights like that is fairly easy nowadays you used to have to kind of work at it um and they actually now even make a translucent spray paint. Which again, if I'd had access to that back then, I would have just put coats of the translucent spray paint on the tubes and I wouldn't have, have had to have cut them into sections. Um, I think that's the other thing that happened is those tubes, they started like disintegrate because we basically had to boil them almost. You know, you had to heat that plastic up so that 
you know, the the plastic sort of expands and allows the dye to sort of, you know, penetrate the polymers or whatever it is. I'll let Kurgan talk about that. He probably knows all about that shit. But um, Jaggedy Gaming uses bulb strips and neon sign. Thing spent uh, less around fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, this light bulb, this color changing light bulb, I have. I think it was seven dollars, and um, you know, the LED strips and stuff that you get now are just incredibly affordable. Um, true neon signs, real neon, tends to be quite expensive. The last drive-in sign that I have in my front room uh, that I had custom-made that is real neon, that was several hundred dollars. But the thing is, you don't have to get real neon. You can get rope lighting now that is made to mimic, more or less, the color of neon. And it's close enough. And it's like a fraction of the cost. Um, did I pair it to my Alexa? No. Uh, as I was talking about earlier, I don't like the idea of having regular little incidentals in my house connected to fucking Amazon shit. I am not an Alexa person. I'm not going to do any of that. Uh, this is just an RF remote. Um, and that's good enough for me. Uh, like I say, you can do all sorts of color change combinations and whatever using the little remote. Um, and that way then, you know, again, if I'm in the middle, in the middle of a broadcast or doing whatever and somebody says, Hey, change the color. Like I don't have to talk to it out loud. I can just push a button. Okay. So podcast folks, let's take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> So, Jaggedy Gaming says, I know I'm a sellout, but I love to be able to turn on my computer and lights from the kitchen while I make my first cup of joe. I don't agree with that. I don't think you're a sellout. And as a matter of fact, if you look back in time, look back to the original Clapper, okay? If you were somebody who was elderly, or let's just say you were vision impaired or had a mobility issue or whatever the case may be, well, if you're going to sleep or whatever and you want the lights out, okay, well, what? You're going to turn the lights off and then have to find your way to your chair or bed or whatever? So, easy to clap your hands and have the lights turn off or TV or whatever it was, right? Because basically that was just a, a power switch that would turn on and off by hearing the spike in sound. Jay, it's true. It's true. Um selling your secrets but like i think in that regard the the voice control stuff is kind of cool because number one how many remotes do you need to have to turn all of some of this bullshit on and off and like you say something like look i want in the morning the light to turn on maybe a radio and the coffee maker and everything else you can just have that thing do it all at once. You can just say, turn on the morning kitchen. And it goes, okay. And it just turns all that stuff on. It's kind of cool. Now, I know they have some setups that are not Amazon tied. Where basically that voice recognition thing is just kind of uh, on a home Wi-Fi system. 
But the problem with some of those is that the voice recognition isn't as good as, say, Amazon's or Google or Apple or whatever. And the reason why is because they're fine-tuning that because they're sending it and analyzing it in the cloud and against what everybody else says. So that gets better and better and better. Whereas one that's just sort of off the shelf, that's not really going to do that. I mean, primitive voice recognition versus the stuff they have now is crazy. Like, geez, the other day I was, like, coughing and had, like, a nicotine patch in my mouth and everything else. And I was telling the amp, the fire stick to switch to a different HDMI input, and it still understood what I said and did the right thing. Yeah, it, 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 it's creepy. But it's kind of cool. I mean, you have enough things in this world to listen when you don't want it to. Who needs an extra? I wish there was something more like, I don't know, bring back the clapper. Make it so that if you clap a certain sound or maybe you just record it yourself and say, you know, hey, if I say turn on the lights, it's program bank A. I, I don't know. I wish there was a, was a better way to get that stuff set up without having to have that listening to you all the time. Because I don't really like that. But the utility is incredible. Turn half the lights on. Boop. Turn it. You know, we used to get, well, you have the little dimmer switch. Now it's like Star Trek. Hey, turn the lights, you know, dim the lights half, half, you know, 50%. Okay. And then they just do it. You are like, man, that is kind of cool. Jaggedy, I <clears throat> I get that, but I love the no snowflake believes he or she is responsible for the avalanche. There, I have a little bit of that fight the system mentality of some of these things are almost essential day to day. Like I have to have a smartphone because of work and this and that and the other. But I don't need it on my light switches. And I don't need that all the time. And I don't need my location services on all the time. And I don't need this on all the time. <laughs> so every now and then I feel like the, well, so what's one more? That's like, well, I accidentally killed someone. Yeah, well, I killed two people. Yeah, well, shit. Now I might as well just start killing them indiscriminately. Because what's one more? Like, eh, I mean, I get it. That's a ridiculous hyperbole, but... I feel like you gotta draw a line somewhere. I don't... I don't like a lot of that shit. Only because I know how sketchy they fucking are with it. Um, Zykolos says, good old-fashioned light switches on the wall. Let's get Zykolos a clapper. Do you want a clapper? Clap on, clap off, the clapper. And then the lights turn off and she, like, power flops into her bed. Jesus, who lays in their bed like that? Krista finds a lot of different ads after uh, watching me about things we talk about. Yeah, because it's listening to you. <laughs> You've convinced me to murder more. No! No! Don't! Don't! Don't do that! Bad advice! Bad advice! <laughs> Unsubscribe! Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> oh, yes, Bruce. Bruce Almighty. So, lights part one. 
I'm gonna keep messing with this a little bit. I'm gonna get some different stuff to try to improve this and clean it up and make it a little clearer. Um, I do feel like there was sort of the, when I had the blankets here, the way that it was focusing more of the light uh, was a little better. But I don't want to go like too crazy, but I'm thinking maybe what I'll do is uh, get something that's sort of here from both sides on the front uh, that I can control the brightness from. So I'll play with that a little bit because the rest of this, for the most part, I feel like is set and settled. I am going to get some of those uh, acoustic panels on stands just so that there's no more uh, sound coming from the side. But I feel like probably the echo and the reverb is not bad, right? The blanket in front and the blanket in back. You know, if I stop talking, I'm not moving. The meter is almost empty. So I don't feel like I'm getting that much echo. Use like the moving van motif. Like, look, I, I gotta be honest. I liked it. I really did. The only thing that's nice about this is I can do this and not be hitting blankets and knocking shit all over the place. Um, and now that you're talking about it, like a box truck, that would be like the perfect streaming studio. You got a box truck and you sprayed the inside of that with that acoustic foam? Dude, that'd be legit. That'd be like the best. You could put the panels up and then spray paint all that in like a color and you'd have a permanent green room. <laughs> some diary booth on Big Brother. I mean, it kind of was. But then also some people would laugh at me and they'd go, Oh, look at this motherfucker. He's sitting in an outhouse. It's not an outhouse. It's blankets. And he's like, Oh, blankets don't help with sound. Okay. Immediately you were invalidated because yes, they do. You don't know nothing about nothing. So you can just fucking... But I will say, this is on, this is even way easier on my eyes, uh, given that it's light and it's dark. Um, this isn't really providing much glare. This purple light combined with the purple of the surfaces... Uh, really, it's just this light in front of me. And again, I, I think I have some ideas on how I can solve that. Jaggedy Gaming says, you sound great, by the way. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that is the thing that is the most important to me. Look, I'm not going to be like, I don't know, fucking Amaranth or po Some of these female streamers are basically giving blowjobs to silicone things on it. I feel like you're not really here for, like, this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm animated and I have expression, whatever, but I feel like I wanted it just to be a podcast. You didn't have to look at my face. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> be sure you got free candy written. Oh, free, free hugs. Hey, kids, would you like to come to the streaming van? Jaggedy Gaming comments that I have a very soothing voice. Jaggedy Gaming, thank you very much for that. Um, I feel like I often... Uh, I don't want to say I'm a little self-conscious about it, but... Um, 
Again, part of this is just a nightcap, right? Like, we laugh and, and do crazy shit, but also, it's the end of the day. And so now and then when people are like, hey, if I'm quiet, I might just be sleepy. I'm like, good. You know what? I hope this helps you go to sleep. I hope that listening to this, I don't want to say it. You know, it's not ASMR, but it's... All right, I don't like dead silence when I go to sleep. Because then any little sound I hear wakes me up. So listening to someone talk, where it isn't like, well, there's these big, deep, true crime, and they have breaks, and or it's like five people yelling about whatever. Like, look, if I'm doing something, though, and that's what I want to listen to, that's not what I want to listen to. Like, I want to listen to, like, it was like they used to have a show in Detroit. It was Peter Werby's. I can't remember what it was called, but it, he would take phone calls, and it was just him talking, you know, like one-on-one -on -one people in the audience. And that's kind of what I'm trying to mimic here. You almost go to sleep and you hear latex blowjob. Very discombobulating. Let's try some ASMR. Here it comes. Discombobulating. It's discombobulating. Prescott. Prescott. Yeah. Scratch my beard a little bit. Hmm. When I feel discombobulated in Prescott and you're feeling kind of weird, Stroke your beard. <laughs> Krista was almost asleep last night, but then her body was jolted and was awake. I think that's because I asked you to do some sort of shout-out or something, so you probably heard your name, and then you were like, Ugh. Sweaty balls. <clears throat> we are now getting ASMR requests, and I'm okay with that. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Discombobulated in Prescott. I don't get it. What's going on inside people watching those streams all day long? Well, some of the I I don't get. Well, no wait. Okay, we could go really deep on this, but we only have like fifteen minutes left. Let's talk about this at the at the uh, at the outset because. Not the outset. What word am I looking for? Uh, let's say you are a person who lives in the Middle East. And so pornography is totally forbidden. Like, you get your head chopped off for that. But 
also you want the sexy times. Well, you can just watch Twitch, right? You can watch one of these girls basically flop and squirm around and do ear licking sounds and whatever else. And if you happen to pay for bits or whatever, there's nothing that says you paid for bits because some girl was basically licking an ear and making smoosh smoosh sounds into a microphone. It's just bits to Twitch Interactive. So a lot of that, I am fairly certain, uh, and I will go down, the man, there's one day where I'm going to drop a blockbuster episode. Um, why a lot of that gets a level of attention where you're like, why? They don't, like, <clears throat> and it's because you're watching something that really won't get you in trouble but still is enough to do what you're looking to get, if that makes any sense. Because you like, otherwise, why would you watch this? Like, this isn't relaxing or soothing or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Krista has been having a lot of weird dreams and is very restless. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe it isn't quite a bedtime story. But it's not going to be the ASMR or whatever thing. But we'll do a little bit of some guided relaxation at the end of this episode. Um, and maybe even Jaggedy Gaming, maybe even you will appreciate this. I know Ice Quinn will. Because she's all the way in Australia. Ice Quinn, hi, how are you doing? It's great to see you. Thank you for stopping by to the purple room with our new purple light that hopefully uh, is a little more soothing and doesn't provide as much glare if you're watching this live. You still, unfortunately, have to look at this mess. But uh, at least the glare off the top of my shaved head isn't quite as bright. Um, but Ice Quinn, I, Ice Quinn, by the way, is the most adorable, loving cat named Pippin and a new puppy. I can't remember uh, what the name of your puppy is. But Ice Quinn is just a very nice person. Um, make sure you give Ice Quinn a follow as well on Twitch. Very nice person. Baron. That's what it is. is it Baron or am I saying that right? I want to hear you say that though with your Australian accent. It's like when Australian people say no. It's like a whole bunch of other letters. It's like N-O-E- N-O-O-E-H-R. Bear, for short. I see. Krista, thank you so much for doing the shout-out. <clears throat> Jaggedy Gaming uses the Mindful app all the time to fall asleep. Is really bad recurring dreams from combat experiences, and it helps a lot. Jaggedy Gaming, I want to ask you this. Did you ever check out, and there may be several people uh, here in the broadcast who didn't know about this. If you go to the Cigar Goyle uh, podcast, now it's the Cigar Goyle Lounge podcast. You can find that on pretty much any podcast, app, channel, whatever in the world. But you can also find it on Anchor. FM, Cigar Goyle Lounge, or Cigar Goyle. And 
I have a Symphony of Crickets nightscape, which is six hours of ultra-high-definition, true scanning stereo sound that are recorded over, I would say, probably about 15 to 20 days. And I sort of blended it together so that there aren't gaps, and it plays for six hours before it loops. You get a little bit of some traffic sounds in the distance, some occasional airplanes, some various sounds, but it's outside with crickets. I often use that myself to go to sleep because that to me is very soothing and reminds me of very happy times during the summer. And it's relaxing and basically is white noise outside of just being white noise. So you may want to check that out. Maybe it helps you, maybe not. But I'm very I'm very much a sound, light, texture kind of person in that regard. Right, like I, I used to rail against places like if you're building a new office or moving to an office, don't just put these fluorescent lights in here like this. They're the worst. Like, get floor lamps. Or use bias lighting, or do something, but don't just put these fluorescent ballasts up here against the ceiling. And if you are, you don't need this place to be so bright, it's bright like the sun. Like, turn half of them off, for Pete's sake. And so we got these ones that were shielded on the bottom, so that they only sort of shine up, so that you only get the light that reflects off the ceiling. Drastic improvement in just the level of eye strain of being in an office like that all day. And I feel like if you had the idea of doing something that's like this, that's color is even better. Um, you're welcome, sir. Zykolo says, well, sounds of nature, like let's say thunderstorm and rain, is way different than ASMR where some barely dressed chick is rubbing the microphone. ASMR has also unfortunately been dragged into that arena that was not the original intent behind a lot of that and unfortunately where there's money to be made and a claim to be found people are going to go through more or less the easiest path and that's the easiest path but nature sounds i feel like that's like you know that's why i called it a soundscape it's not really quite meant to be just relaxation it's not really quite meant to be white noise it's not really it but it's just a soundscape of being outside at night like if you were sitting on my porch at night for six hours that's what it would sound like if you were actually sitting out there and it was recorded with very expensive audio equipment it took a lot of effort to mix that together and that's the other thing that slightly frustrates me. Like, that took a lot of work to get that done. And for some of the stuff out there, I'm like, look, this is the bare minimum effort. I'm like, I guess all the power to you. Everybody needs to make a dollar. Uh, you know. Ice Quinn, I agree. I, I don't like that stuff at all. I'm going to be honest. This is going to sound super weird. One of my favorite ASMR videos is this black guy named Thomas who takes and he taps on the lens and it makes this tapping sound. I don't know what that is, but it's very relaxing to me. 
There's one where a guy, like, he, he has these paper cups, and he makes little paper cup sounds. I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's just, there's something about that sound that is very pleasing to me and makes me sleepy. Uh, Krista says, yeah, agreed. People nowadays say anything is ASMR. It's just become, it's become a catch-all for that. And I feel like it's just, I mean, it, the, the, to me, that's not even ASMR. Let's just call it, the, I don't know, ear jerk off or something. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's dropping IQ in that regard. I think it's just opportunity, right? That's like calling everything cyberspace or the cloud or whatever. That's just the new category. That's just the thing, right? Yeah. It's about the tingles, not just the sounds. It, it could just be somebody doing, there's a lot of them that are just hand movements. People just doing movements with their hands or like tracing your name. Like if I do N H girl. There's a lot of people where just that in and of itself does it. Um, used to print on the paranormal channels and the spirit box, but not irritate you. I wonder if some of it was just the static. It's, it's that static sound, you know, that's sort of like a brown noise. And I know brown noise. It's not fucking farts. There's an actual category of I mean, it's white noise, but it's not white noise. There's like white noise, blue noise, pink noise, brown noise. Like there's a whole bunch of different categories for that. Brown noise to me in particular, it's like almost uh, the sound of a needle on a record where there's nothing playing. It's just that sound. I don't know how else to explain it. And I like that. Now you're hypnotized. What is thy will, master? Hey, give me a fucking hamburger. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> Just give me a big Buford from Checkers. No onions, though, because I'll get diarrhea. Yeah, like a branch tapping on the window. A thousand percent. And there's just something about it that is just very in... I don't know. I can't explain it. The hand movements. Vincent Price used to do that in The Raven, but he was a magician casting spells. Yeah, that's even like the... You will now obey Svengali, and you will only listen to Svengali. Now, repeat after me. You will only do what Svengali says to do, yes. And like there's something that some people find very enjoyable about that. Uh, so... So let's do this. Okay. The drinks are getting low. Podcast folks, you're going to also have this here, although the audio for you will probably not be on the same fidelity. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a combination of things here, okay? First off, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to play you 
some of the soundscape of the Symphony of Crickets so that you'll hear this in the background, which you should be able to hear right now. Hear the crickets? Zycholos, isn't that crazy? It's already been an hour. Isn't that wild? But can you, in the background now, hear the Symphony of Crickets? You should be able to. should be able to hear the uh, just that peaceful sound in the background, right? And what's crazy about that is because it's over several nights, you can actually hear the different changes in the songs of the crickets. For example, that's different than that. Than that. And so it was kind of cool to build this. Um, <laughs> you play it when nobody's talking for too long, you play crickets. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Ice Quinn has talked about getting tired. And it's the end of a long day, and we're probably all a little bit tired. So what I would like you to do is I would like you to imagine that the stress and pressure of the day is all contained in an old leather briefcase. And you're walking down a calm street. The pavement and the sidewalk is even. The sun is starting to set and it's warm but not hot. It's not too dry. There's just a slight breeze that is ruffling the leaves and the trees. And as you're walking along and you have this old worn leather briefcase full of all of your stress and anxiety and pressure I'd like you to just set that down so we're going to gently put that down on the sidewalk and without any other consideration we're just going to leave it there we can always come back and get that later tomorrow the problems that we have to deal with we can deal with them tomorrow because right now we're going to walk on and we're going to continue down that street seeing familiar houses and familiar shapes of both cars, trees, the homes themselves, the mailboxes, some of our friends and family, dogs, birds, the most pleasant of strolled on the most pleasant of streets. And then when we eventually get back to our safe place, whatever that fortress of calm may be, whether it's a cabin, our own home, it could be an RV in the middle of the woods, but everything else dissolves away. And now it's time for us to truly take a rest. And so we're going to sit down, and we're going to have the last of a drink to relax. And the sunset now will last as long as we need it to until we fall asleep. It's going to keep us warm. It's going to keep us comfortable. 
We're going to take a deep breath and hold it for a moment. And then just let everything else go. The day is over. Maybe your day is starting. Either way, any of the rest of the pressure and stress that we may have, we've left it behind. And now we're just going to let all the rest of our body relax, starting with our feet and our hands. So we're going to be aware of our toes. We're going to move our toes. We're going to move our fingers for a moment, and then our hands at the wrists. And then we're just going to sort of stretch out. Maybe we're in a hammock or a favorite easy chair or a couch or a bed. Somewhere that the rest of our body can relax and feel completely and utterly gone. There's no pain. There's nothing. It's just us being in the moment of resting. And so we're going to continue to relax by feeling that nice deep breath in and let it out. And now when we breathe in, we're going to think of ourselves as a great, powerful furnace. And as we take that deep breath in, we're going to think about all of the heat and energy and power that our bodies have to restore, to heal. And then when we let that out, we're going to imagine the nicest, gentlest, cool breeze coming out, both through our hands and feet. We're going to let our knees relax, and our elbows, and our shoulders. All the tension and stress of your jaw, and everywhere else, just let it all go. I'm giving you permission that for right now, it's okay to relax. There's nothing that you have to do other than just rest. We've done enough today. Let's finish our drink. And now we will say, as we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit. Get yourself some rest. Just rest. Have all the time in the world tomorrow to handle whatever else needs to be done. Just rest. Feel that warm sunlight. Everything's going to be alright. Good night, everybody. I love you.